Hi, this is Adrian King. You probably know me best from Alice in Friday the 13th, the soul survivor, and now probably from uh, Crystal Lake Wines. So I heard the skeleton crew has one listener. And he's still there. guys it's the skeleton crew we are back it's alex i'm with dan and jamie jenkins here we are at show number 84 uh you know guys i'm just not really feeling this anymore if i if i could be honest uh yeah man i'm, I'm kind of with you bro i mean i was uh, i was a little excited when we got news of a friday the 13th tv show that's kind of cool yeah it's just the whole horror thing, talking about horror, is just not right. exactly doing it. I feel like th- there's something more out there. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's getting kind of stale, huh, Jimmy? I guess I was hoping the experience would be a little more fulfilling. Yeah. I don't know. I wish, I wish we could live the movie instead of just talking about them, you know? Just going over th- this scene, that scene. I mean, I want to go to Crystal Lake, man. Dude, that's... <laughs> Jamie, remember when I said that people want to be in Haddonfield and watch Michael chase someone down the street on Halloween and they want to be at Camp Crystal Lake and hear Jason and you were like, nobody wants that. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, they really do. And and I do. And I know you guys do. You would love to be at the beach when Jaws is biting kids' legs off and shit. And <laughs> I, I know this sounds crazy, but you know how I take everything a little too far? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Well... I went to the... You remember in that movie, Last Action Hero, how that little kid Danny or something, he had that magic ticket he got from Arnold or the guy running the projection, and he could actually... I got the golden ticket. <laughs> yes. He could actually get in the movie. I went and met with Arnold himself, and I got the ticket. He still had the other half. Dude. Where are we going to go, guys? Where's the first place we're going to go? Well, all I gotta do, guys, is see see this right here. All I gotta do is take this ticket and flap it around like I just did. And if I do it enough, we will all magically appear in whatever movie we're thinking of or desire to be in the most. Yes, dude. Audition, audition. Yeah, Serbian film. Come on. Serbian film. Come on, Serbian film. All right, so whatever is truly in our hearts, that's where we're going to end up. So it's it's, it's kind of like uh, you guys better hope that what's in your heart is where you want to be. Let's go, baby. I'm fucking ready. Let's do this. Oh, wait. Oh. Okay, got my like weed. I'm the marshmallow man. Oh, stop. <laughs> okay, ready, guys? Just close your eyes. Fuck podcasting. Let's get in this shit instead. I'm done. Let's get in. Ready? Let's do it. And concentrate. Where do you want to be? Where do you want to be? Ah! 
Holy shit, dude. That was awesome. That felt like 200 orgasms at the same time. Ha, <laughs> 246. I know. 82, 82, 82, two, 246. Yeah, that's right. Hey, do you guys recognize that bridge? It looks so familiar. Dude, I think we're in Friday the 13th Part 1! Wait, wait! Guys, we're in Friday the 13th? That might be the greatest thing ever! Now we could relive these movies all over again, and maybe even save some lives. Yeah, man, you're right. Now, why don't we find a ride to the camp and just pretend we're camp councils when we get there? Nobody will fucking know the difference. You're going to camp blood, ain't you? Ralph! What's up, you crazy bastard? Yeah, man, we're going to Camp Crystal Lake. Nice bike, dude. Hey, Ralph, being you're crazy and all, you won't mind if we take your bike, do you? It's got a death curse. All right, I'm sure it's not a death curse, Ralph. It's a huffy. Thanks, man. We appreciate it, you crazy bastard. We know all about the camp, and we're going to stop it as we speak. So go take your crazy ass and go to the town watering hole and stay out of kitchens. This bike is sweet. All right, guys, you ready for camp? This is going to be great. Hell yeah, let's get there and get this done. I want to go to part three. Oh, Jesus. Alex, move over. I can't see where I'm going. Dan, you're squeezing me too tight back there. Sorry. You guys are too heavy. I can barely pedal this thing. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. Now we gotta get a ride from one of these fucking backwoods whack jobs. <sighs> Look, a truck. Hey, guys, I think that's anus. All right. Hey, old man, thanks for stopping. Yeah, man, thanks. We're the skeleton crew. I'm Alex. I'm Dan. And I'm Jamie. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, things are going well for our little show. Not that you care, but uh, we're going to stop at 100 shows. You know, we don't want to become a, a shell of our former selves, which eventually happens if you stick around too long. Wait, now? Why now? We're working very hard on our last 17 shows. And for what? For fun, dude. Plus, we did a lot of great interviews. You never know where they might lead one day. Nobody knows who did any of them. Ask anybody. No, it's just not true. Here, I'll prove it. Uh, yeah, Matt, Dave, uh, what show did the best interviews with Bill Mosley, Adam Green, Catherine Isabel, Felissa Rose, Robert Rustler? Skeleton the crew. Skeleton Crew. See that? They do, sir. When we leave after 100 shows, based on those interviews alone, we just know that we'll get a call and someone will hire us to come back. We'll actually finally get paid for this. And let's not even get started on the retrospectives. Well, at least my name isn't Anus. Enid, Anus, Jamie was just kidding. Please, let us back in. You think he's mad at us? We better hitch for another ride. Dude, this is fucking hopeless. Dan, stick out your thumb or else they won't see you. The 
crew hitches a ride all the way to Camp Crystal Lake. You want to give me a hand over here? Not particularly. Yeah, I mean, personally, I just came here to have sex with Marcy and Alice. What, what about Brenda? Oh, I'm going to jerk off to her, sir. Here, let me give you a hand with that. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm good. I will never let another guy crank my wank. You did last night. Whoa, whoa. You told her? Dude, I, I don't even know this fucking ginger. We were experimenting. It'll never happen again. Look at the week. Fuck you! Where the hell did Steve Christie disappear to anyway? I want to talk to him. Uh, he just drove off in that green jeep we hitched a ride in. Hmm. You neglected to mention that downtown they call this place Camp Blood. No way! That's what we call Jamie Snatch. I told you, Aunt Flo left three days ago. That was ordinary, common, regular, daily discharge. Uh. Well... At least we know what's for dinner. Oh, <laughs> We have to eat out tonight? Alice, didn't everybody show up? Yeah, everybody except that girl is supposed to handle the kitchen, Annie. Oh, fuck me. Are you kidding? That's the one person who doesn't show up? Just my luck. Oh, yeah, let's act like we didn't see that coming. I mean, I'm sure she'll be here soon. Yeah, well, she's not here now, so let's go see what we can whip up. This is the kitchen? Seriously? Jamie, you knew what we were getting into here. Well, this is where the food should be. Ah! A messenger of God. You're doomed if you stay here. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? This place is cursed. Cursed. What, dude? R Ralph, watch out. No dice carrots? It's got a death curse. Ralph, can you reach behind you there and grab the cream corn, please? God sent me. Yeah, good. God sent you, and we're throwing you out. Come on, freak, out of the cupboard. I gotta get in there. If you're not gonna help, that sauerkraut ain't gonna jump off the shelf by itself. I got to warn you. You're doomed to stay. Go. Ah, fuck, no food. Go. Fuck, I'm gonna starve to death. God damn it. I'm fucking so hungry. Jeez. Can't wait till these assholes get killed. Later on that night at Camp Crystal Lake. Jack and Marcy are gonna get drenched. Not if they're where I think they are. Yeah, man. You ever see Animal House? Don't make me pull a Belushi on you. Put that shit away. Hey, I know what we can do. We're going to play Monopoly. I hate Monopoly. Not the way I play it, you don't. What? We're going to play Strip Monopoly. I'll be the shoe. You have got to be kidding. What about 
about if Steve walks in? Uh, we'll give him a handicap. He can keep his boots on. Everything else goes. Now, it's easy. Instead of paying rent, you pay clothes. Bill can be banker. Unless, of course, he's chicken. <laughs> uh, well, heaven help you if you land in one of my hotels. Why don't you see if Marcy left any of that grass? No, it's all good. I got some killer weed. Don't even worry about it. The crew plays Monopoly with the Crystal Lake camp counselors. Nice! Park place! Yeah, bitches! I said, hey, Jamie! Baby, I got your money, don't you worry! I said, hey! <laughs> um, baby, I own that shit. Therefore, I own you. Now take off them trousers, boy. Oh, fuck. All right. Uh, here goes nothing. <laughs> what? What the hell is that? What? Oh, fuck you guys. It's cold and it's raining. Oh, I fucking oh, hate Jenny. you guys so much. Hi, girl. Oh, fuck you, you bitch. Excuse me. Hi, boy. Yeah, whatever, bitch. My man titties are bigger than yours. Shouldn't you be laying in the woods somewhere with your fucking throat slashed? <laughs> you know, as funny as this is, we gotta stop fucking around and go save Kevin Bacon and Marcy. Oh, shit, dude, that's right. Marcy's pants are off right now. Let's go. Can you see anything? No. Holy shit, I'd fucking rope that. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Can't see a thing. Nope. Nothing. Is that Kevin Bacon's... Bacon? Ugh, the hell with Ugh. this. Jamie, here, you can look. No thanks. I'm all set. Guys, I'm hungry, but snake and pussy just don't fill me up like they used to. Alright, well... We'll make a quick stop at that diner, and, and then we gotta finish up here. I don't want to miss the big finale. Dude, a quick bite, and we'll be in and out. Okay. Steal that other waitress's tip, dude? I never noticed that before. Steve, is there anything else you want? No, 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 Just a night on the town, Steve. <laughs> Come on, I said you know what I mean. That's okay. Two and a quarter, and that's it. Ouch! Shot down by child molester looking dude. Wait, wait, did she just say two and a quarter? Yeah. Dude, that's inflation. You know how much I can get with six bucks if all of this shit is just two and a quarter? I can get some prime ribs, some corn on the cob, 
I can get some Twinkies, some crawlers, some French crawlers, some bacon. Two hours later, back at Camp Crystal Lake. Alright guys, I'm full. You guys ready? In and out, Dan. Dude, you know how time flies when you're eating, bro? Those two hours did not fly by. Ah, sorry, bro. All right, well, why don't we get the fuck out of here, find Mrs. Rory. She's got to be around here somewhere. Let's find some weapons and let's get this bitch. Yeah, change the subject. Well, there's that axe Steve was using earlier. Nice, dude. Oh, sweet, a buffalo nickel. What? Oh, uh, uh nothing. Yeah. Nothing, man. Nothing at all. You, you always carry a concealed weapon, Jamie? Fuck yeah, bitch. That's how I roll. Okay, guys. Let's hide in this bush. Hey, guys. Did you see Bates Motel last night? Oh, yeah, man. I can't believe... Oh, wait. Here she comes. Ready? Now! Okay. Oh man, dude! Did an old lady just kick our ass? Hell yeah, she did, and I shot her six times. Where did she go? Probably off to kill Marcy by now. What the hell are we gonna do to stop this bitch? Well, can we at least watch the Kevin Bacon kill? I mean, we're here already. Yeah, fuck it. You got that Jiffy Pop? We know Marcy's as good as dead. The crew manages to avoid Mrs. Voorhees for most of the night. Now it's time to settle in. Alright guys, here we are at the lake. Camp Crystal Lake. Oh Christ, she's here again. Well, I, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, an old friend of the Christie's. Yeah, we know who you are, you fucking whack job. We're gonna fuck you up this time. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Yeah, well, you should be. We're the skeleton crew, and we got a bone to pick with you. Did you know that a young boy drowned the year before those two others were killed? Yeah, we fucking know. The counselors weren't paying any attention. They were making love while that young boy drowned. Ew, sounds kinky. His name was Jason. I was working the day that it happened, preparing meals. Here, I was the cook. Jason should have been watched every minute. He was... He wasn't a very good swimmer. Yeah, no shit. He was also a retard. Jason, 
Oh shit, guys, here we go. Psycho reversed. You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. Oh shit. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You, you have drowned. You never paid any attention. We didn't do shit to your mongoloid son. And because you have man hands, does that mean he has little girly hands? Look what you did to him! Alice, do me a favor and decapitate this wacko. Uh, a little faster, please. Oh, fucking hell, come on. Oh, fuck this shit. I want to get a part three. Oh, look at Jamie go! Oh shit, son! Jamie is crazy. Hey, Dan, go long. <laughs> nice catch, man. Thanks, brother. Hey, Jamie, coming right at you. Ew, our eyes are still open. Take this thing, Alex. Yuck. Hey guys, look, a canoe. Let's drift away in it and do that whole cliche, this is a dream, this is not a dream ending. Our three heroes paddle out to Crystal Lake in the middle of the night and wake up bright and early. Jason's about to jump up. You hear the music? You ready? Yeah, man. I'm gonna fucking boost this little bastard right in his ugly fucking face. Alright, ready? <laughs> Here it comes. Right. About. Now! Well, this is awkward. Well, guys, Alice is still sleeping. I say we get the fuck out of here, swim to shore, and jump right into fucking part two. What do you think? All right, let's do it. Cannonball! Hey, guys, it's a boat. Let's hitch a ride. Hey, over here! Whoa! Whoa! Man, that boat's coming in really fucking fast. Holy shit.
Jesus, bitch, we're fine! You shut the fuck up! Holy shit, come on, guys. Let's go save that poor bastard in the wheelchair. To be continued. Maybe. And baby, it's amazing I'm in this maze with you. I just can't crack your code. One day you're screaming you love me loud. The next day you're so cold. One day you're here, one day you're there. One day you care, you're so unfair. Sipping from your cup till it runs over. Yo, this is Jonathan Moore calling in to the Skeleton Crew. I hope you motherfuckers out there is taking some notes on these motherfucking retrospectives because the crew just knocked it out the gear with the screen retrospective jack. Yo, I'm out of here, guys. No way I'm doing this bullshit for this kook. I'm just saying. You know, I gotta tell you something. I find the phrase, just saying, to be a passive-aggressive pussy way of trying to get the last word. If you want the last word in an argument, just say, last word. It throws the other person off. You're saying, I claim the last word, period. That's the way to do with balls. Or, you just punch your no-dick opponent right the fuck out. Alright guys, this is the review for Camp Dread, a new movie, came out April 19th, I guess, 2014, and it stars Eric Roberts, Felissa Rose, and Danielle Harris. Barely. Yeah, I wouldn't say stars, even though she's on the cover, I guess they're just trying to sell more, but... Uh, and a bunch of unknown people, and one hot person is Montana Marks. Is that chick with a nice booty? I was just about to see. I was just about to say, is she the one with the cute little ass? <laughs> <laughs> Her ass is so nice, dude. Uh, I, I would watch this movie over and over just to look at that booty. I wouldn't go that far. I'd wait for her to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Jay. Touche. <laughs> There's actually an amazing plot, like really, really great. Uh, depending on how they ex- execute it, it's up to you, I guess. But. The Summer Camp, uh, they're making believe that there is these 80s horror movies called Summer Camp, and it's really like sleepaway camp, sort of, but not exactly. So, the Summer Camp Horror Trilogy was one of the most popular franchises in the 1980s. However, a decade ended, <clears throat> and so did writer-director Julian Barrett's career. That's Eric Roberts. Now Barrett has, to plan to resu- has a plan to resurrect the camp in a modern reboot that entails using a reality show as a template and source of fundraising. Should it succeed, Barrett would once again be at the helm, bringing together an eclectic group of young contestants. I don't know. I thought I was going to say something else. Contestants. <laughs> I thought I was going to say something else. I don't know why I, did. I read it phonetically. Uh, as well as <clears throat> former star Rachel Steele, which is Felissa Rose. So he's bringing back like Angela Baker and John Hill, which would be like Ricky, I guess. Barrett seems to have put together a surefire recipe for success. Then people start dying for real. And elimination takes on a whole new meaning as Dead TV clearly shows that a slasher film 
has grown up. <clears throat> well, so they all go back to this camp, and um, they're all supposed to be eliminated. And the idea that is supposed to happen is that some guy is supposed to like walk up to them and just tap them on the shoulder or something, and he's dressed a certain way, I guess, and he gives them a flag or something, puts it on their shirt, and they're dead, and uh, they go home, and you have to <clears throat> be the last one surviving. So uh, people start dying for real, of course, instead. So, uh, so Jamie, what did you think of this movie overall? I didn't like it. <laughs> what didn't you like, Jamie? Okay, um, I agree that I, th- I think that I think that the plot is interesting. By the time we get to the end, they had some really good ideas. Um, they did have something that I did not see coming, even though there was a good portion of it that uh, called in the first 10 minutes. But then the very end, I, I have to admit, I did not see that coming. So that was cool. What I did not like about it was the execution overall. I mean, it was the acting was poor. The Cleve Hall did the effects and, um, uh, they were not impressive. I didn't. There yeah. were some that weren't so terrible, but I mean, it's, I'm not saying that they looked all that bad, but they just weren't great. And um, to me, I feel like I was sad the whole time that Eric Roberts was in this because I like Eric Roberts, and I was just like, "What are you doing, dude? You used to do really good stuff, you know, or at least some, you know, somewhat good stuff." I mean, he's never been a list, but I've always liked him, and um, yeah. I just. I felt like it, it was just very sad for me because the rest of it – I mean th- even the look of it looked like I filmed it with my phone. Like it <laughs> didn't – It. I don't think they even tried really hard, you know, and I know – Well, maybe they wanted to make it look 80s like old Yeah, but it didn't look yeah. 80s. It just looked cheap. You know, there's a – okay, if right. – I also recently watched The Hills Run Red, and in that film they do a flashback to an, a, a film that was made in the 80s, and that was – they did a really good job with that. It actually looked like it was made in the 80s. The thing is, if it was made in the 80s, it would have been made on film. This was clearly digital and bad, cheap, poor digital. Yeah. Well, it costs too much money to put on film. Well, you can also run it through color correction. There are things that you can do if you make a movie digitally. There are things that you can do. And, of course, I mean, it all depends on budget. But I feel like if you're going to have a film that looks bad, then you need to have actors who can bring something to the table to distract me from how it looks. And I don't think that they did that either. I just – to me, the I didn't really find anything – rewarding about it what do you think of the director he sucks Uh, no i won't say sucks but i will say that there is uh, it was very generic i think that there was there was nothing really stand out i don't think that there were uh any really fantastic shots or anything i think there was you do okay heart from the chick's ass yeah (laughs) when felissa was talking to the other guy who was leaving before he ate the sandwich um, during that scene, they, for some strange reason, the way they crop the scene, you can only see a li- uh, Felissa's mouth and chin down, and you can only see that guy up to his half of his eye and, and down. Why would you do that? I have no idea. <laughs> no, see, it, it's, it's totally random. I mean, it's, who was the director of this? I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, that's awesome. We don't... <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Harrison Smith. And he wrote this, too. So his, he brought his own vision to life. What else yeah, he, well, has he done, though? I'm just curious. My money's on nothing. 
He's done Six Degrees of Hell, The Fields, Camp Dread, and he's working on Zombie Killers, Elephants, Graveyard. Exactly. So, yeah, like, he's an unknown. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. That's what I meant by I've never heard of him, you know? Well, he's like 45 or 50 years old. There are two types of just starting out unknown directors, okay? (laughs) There's the type of unknown just starting out director like Ty West that you can see. uh, Now he's not unknown anymore, but, you know. He was. In the beginning, he was. Um, there, there was a, he's a director that you could look at his work, even his early work, and you could see something promising. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what this guy does next because he's only going to get better. Mikkel is another one. Every, fa- every single film that Mikkel does gets better and better and better. I mean, he clearly grows as an artist from one film to the next. Uh, this guy, it falls into the other camp as far as I'm concerned, and that's a person who really doesn't need to pick up a camera. And that's like, it's just, I don't... Well, and, and let's call this movie exactly what it is, too. It's it's a it's a simple horror movie star for horror movie fans. Like, that that's all, it's all about Felissa Rose and Daniel Harris. Dude, mo- the majority of people don't know what this fucking movie is. They, they don't promote it anywhere. It's not like you hear about this movie. I mean, you have to be a fan of horror movies and be aware of these three stars being Eric Roberts, Felissa Rose, and Daniel Harris. And that is the draw. It's so much of a draw that they didn't even have Danielle Harris in it, and she's on the cover, like you said. So it's like... That's that's the draw for this movie, and then they they attach a plot to it, which I <clears throat> I had fun with it. Uh, probably more fun than you did, Jamie. Just be well, that's I, I not hard. You could set yourself on fire and have yeah. more fun with it than I did. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. I wasn't fucking headbanging, fucking screaming, you know, at the top of my lungs. Fun, but it was it was enjoyable. Like I thought the plot was um, very choppy I'd say like they would go with that one thing like you said Alex with the thing on the door and I think they did that once there was no continuity between like you saw two people fighting on a raft like there was no set like okay this is what we're doing here um it was just kind of yeah yeah the killer comes in but it was never established in the first place what was really going on or did you did you guys get that or I don't know I just I thought it was very sloppy in execution as to it the was stuff. very sloppy it yeah, was like the- and I think it was apart from the one thing that I think no one could be able to telegraph at the end and that is that I have to say about the story I did really like that one part yeah should we should we give a a, a, let's do a non-spoiler, then spoiler. Okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, so I'll give my thoughts, I guess. Then we'll go to spoiler. I, um, you know, I think the one thing that bothered me the most about it was the, um, the directing. I felt that was just really weak, and uh, like so many times, and just really strange cropping of stuff. And uh, <clears throat> I thought it was weird that Daniel Harris is only in the very beginning. And only in the very end. That's all they could afford. I mean, it is clear to me right. that they blew their budget on Star That's Power. It. Exactly. Yeah. And they couldn't get Total Fabrication to do the special effects, so they went a step down and got Cleve Hall. <laughs> <laughs> but- yeah, some of it, some things were weird like that, but uh, I guess the storyline, I really liked it. I thought it was a great premise, actually. Mm. Um I'm just kidding. I don't know if they tried, but Ken Hall is Cleve Hall's brother. That's why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of a weird flow. Some things didn't make sense. Some character progressions didn't make sense. Like, 
there was one person who died and they like cracked a joke before they killed him and it was just and like her death was so unimpactful and you thought that she was sort of going to be a something relevant in the movie yeah the girl in the the thrown in the lake yeah and it's just like some weird things like that um the ending i don't think it was done exactly well no it didn't look right like there's a lot of things strange about it but um, I mean, when you com- when you talk about this movie and you put it like Dan said, like what it is, you got to think of everything else that is like this—a low budget, nothing movie that goes right to is Walmart. Low budget doesn't mean bad. It doesn't have to mean bad. You can make a quality film for twenty dollars if you know what you're doing. Well, then let's just call it even a, a kind of shitty movie in a lot of ways, but it's kind of good in a lot of ways too, I mean, on an enjoyable level. There's a lot of good parts to this, but uh, yeah, it's like it's. There's look. I don't know if anybody knows. This is the whole world of horror out there of horror movies that get released every week and they're ten dollars right away in Walmart. Like that is a whole subgenre of horror that nobody really gives a shit about. You know, some people say they do, but they don't because those guys aren't making any money, and I don't know why they even bother doing it. To tell you the truth, but. Uh, there's a whole world of that out there, and I've seen a lot of them because I get a lot of them sent to me. And I just wa- like recently I watched Scream Park. A guy stole the. Um... I watched that. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So Scream Park wasn't good either. Well, now compare this movie to Scream Park. This movie is is far better than that. The I would go that far. <laughs> you don't. You wouldn't. No. I mean, I think that this this film definitely has a better idea. But the poor execution outweighs the good idea. Yeah, but the execution of Camp Dread is far better than no. Scream Park. I wouldn't say what, Jamie. That was bad shit, man. That was bad. Better, but I wouldn't say it was far better. Okay, well, whatever you know, terminology. But it was better. So what I'm saying is, did you like it? Did you like Camp Dread? Overall, I I was I was not uh, bored or not interested in it. I was interested the whole way through. Are you going to watch it again? Oh, I already did. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and it's weird because Tiffany, uh, you know, she's not into, like, looking so deep into things. She just watched it for what it was and was interested the whole time. Like, I don't know. The movie isn't boring. That's what you got to do, though. You got to watch it for exactly what it is. Now, on rewatchability, did you still like it? The, the it, w- it was equally as good, yeah. It was equally the same experience. Like I didn't like it any more or less. <clears throat> I, just, I, mean, I don't. You know, I don't understand the. I mean, in some cases, I understand the watching it for what it is. But in this case, it's a horror film. Yeah, but you got Felissa Rose though. That's all we sh- you should care yeah, about. Well, she was there and she was okay and all of that. But <laughs> you know, I will watch the docs on Scream Fa- on, on Scream Factor on Sleepaway Camp. If I want to see Felissa Rose, I don't need to watch a bad movie surrounding her just to see Felissa Rose. I have the right to expect a quality product. If I'm going to purchase a film, I have the right to expect a quality product, you know, and I just don't think this delivers. And I think Jason will agree with me. (laughs) Why do you feel like you why do you feel like you have the right to get a quality product because you paid for it? Good. Let's get to spoil. Okay, uh, so our ratings for this movie, real quick. Uh, Jamie, uh, Netflix ratings. One. One out of five. Damn. Uh, ooh, I'd say maybe like a, a two. I enjoyed myself. I give it a three out of five. 
Mm. I just I just liked it. Nice. You know, I, I, I wish I could really like it or love it. But hey, I wanted to, if for nothing else, yeah, for Eric Roberts. You know, I. I, I was like, okay, cool. I get to see Eric Roberts. And I think he did everything he could with what he had. And so did Felissa Rose. Daniel Harris was barely there. But um, she was she was weird in this movie. She, yeah, I, I I swear in the beginning of the diner scene, it looked to me like she was trying really hard to tame that eyebrow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Go back and watch it. I mean, you can see, I mean, every movie you've ever seen her in since she was a kid, she's got that one eyebrow. And in this one, it oh, was God. like, I don't know. It was like she's strained and hard to keep it down. Maybe she should tape it down or something. <laughs> I almost thought she had she had plastic surgery for a second, but and then it, it creeped up at the end in the in the end scene. Wow. But you were so nice to her before we started this review too. Jamie actually said something nice about Danielle Harris. Kind of. Yeah, she was barely in it, so it didn't annoy her that much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I even think I I really don't have any complaints about her performance here. I think she did okay. She just wasn't in it enough to really, you know, to really be there. You know, she just was. She's in the beginning. She's in the end, and that's pretty much it. You know. It's so funny how they do that. How they how they package that whole. thing. They do that all the time. Though, Is that supposed to trick us to thinking that she was in the whole movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's I, a, you, it. Didn't work because they're counting on horror fans who know who she is picking it up because her name is on the cover. That's and exactly. That's- it is, you know. That's like you said too, Jamie. That's where probably like I, no lie, dude. I'll probably sixty to seventy percent of the budget went to those three actors. Yeah, I, I know. Okay, let's uh, try to go <clears throat> pick out specific things with the scenes and stuff. Like, what were we supposed to get out of that whole thing with the relationship between Daniel Harris and her brother, who's like a deputy? Like, no, he could wait outside. Like, what? What were we supposed to get about that? I'm not really sure. I, I didn't I didn't get anything from it. Yeah, I didn't know where that was going, or where it even went. But okay. So by the way, this is all spoilers. No, so yeah, turn this it off. is a spoiler section. Yeah, forward it if you don't <laughs> spoil. Uh, so then there's an exchange between uh, the smoking hot girl in the movie and this like pretty boy at a gas pump. Pump that asshole. You top, bottom, or curious? Just admit, you're gay. You don't say shit to me from the airport to here? May you fuck with me? Aww. Am I fucking with you? Maybe you just want to fuck me. Faggot, please. Say it again. You're so pretty. Fucking you would make me a dyke. Yo. I got a big problem with this relationship here. How creepy is this fucking guy? Well, when he starts making like he's pumping into the gas hole? No, not that part. I'm talking, yeah, you're right, though. That's where they meet and, and they continue this relationship, like, in depth. How many, how many fucking exchanges do these two have? Like, it's probably yeah, like, like he six. says, you, yeah. she said you, you should be a gay porn star or this and that. And he keeps on, she keeps on with the gay stuff. And then later on... She says something about, I know you're not the killer. And he goes, if I was, I would fuck you to death. And then she lets him do it. And then, but that's the, exactly, but, and then it, yeah, and then it epitomizes at the end where it's like, he's, he's fucking her saying some really creepy shit. Like, what did he, I forget what he was saying. He was saying something like, tell me to get off you. 
Tell me not to fuck you. What? What? I thought you liked to play this way. Sorry. You've been wanting me to hurt you this whole time. Tell me not to fuck you. Don't fuck me. Tell me not to fuck you. Tell me not to come in you. Get off me. Tell me not to come in you. I'm serious. Get the fuck off me. Stop. Stop. Like, what the fuck are we watching here? It just got... We're watching a guy who clearly gets off on, on I know. rape. You know, what? I mean, that's his... It's like, ugh. And the fact that she didn't just... I'm like, girl, what are you doing? And why are you so stupid? You know? Right. That's what I'm wondering. Like, yeah, but I think the creepiest line he said was, But there ain't nothing better than a tight, innocent snatch. <laughs> that's beyond creepy. Uh, wait, that wasn't him. Sorry. That was some other creep. That was, yeah, somebody else. No, so, um, no but what about when he, well, he just left like a puddle of cum on her stomach and, and stuff? <laughs> and then like, she slapped it on his face. That was kind of funny. That's fucking gross. Can't get pregnant with it there. <laughs> Not the first time it's been there. Just a minute. Say a word about this to anybody, and you're going home in a body bag. And then, uh... What was the what was the weird part about it though besides everything? Besides everything. <laughs> besides everything. It got progressively more weird as it as it went on. And then you know, and, and their relationship was like the whole okay, first of all, a lot of these characters, dude, it was very weird. It was very like, hey, yeah, we're having fun, but seriously, I'd fucking kill you. Like it had that yeah. tone the whole oh, time. Oh, you've got the was, one girl who looks like she had tasted a big pile of shit before she started filming and she had that same look on her face throughout the entire thing you know the hard one the oh, one yeah. who was the the one who was like all murdery um and well she was actually the one who survived in the end uh, for about right. a minute um yeah. <laughs> the other chick that was such a bad actress what was the one the, the miss leather the one who was wearing all the black oh, leather all the time who's that the Felissa rose fan that one Oh, the black girl? Yeah, like, what the fuck was... I didn't like her character either, dude. That was just weird. It was just like, I'm going to take your dick with the with my two little fingers, and, that's, and then I'd chop it off, and you'd come blood. Like, what the fuck is going on with this? I don't know. You know what I'd do to you if I were the killer? I'd knock you out. Tie you down. Nice. Strip you naked and try to find that steroid abused nub of a dick of yours and shove a thin glass rod right up your piss hole. Then I jerk you off with just two fingers, because that's all it'll take. And once you've managed to get just a little hard, I'd snap it. Watch you come blood. And that wasn't even good. I mean, it's no. like they, they spent a lot of time on that dialogue that was right. really shitty. Right. Well, you know what? No, I think the writing was, was okay when it, when it comes to keeping your interest, though. Like, that, it wasn't boring. 
Well, I disagree, but that's... You were bored? Uh, yeah, hell yeah, I was bored. Huh. Well, what about the black girl, though? Like, her kill. Like, you Weird. think... She just had no arc at all. No. Then you get... I guess, you know, she's a fan of Felissa Rose. Do you think it's going to lead somewhere? And all it leads to is her standing next to her when she hangs something on the door. And then, um... The guy pulls her out of her cabin and just throws her in the in the lake, and she goes, "You better hope I float, that or something, weird. or I don't float, or something." And then uh, he throws her in, and that's it. And it's like, is this going somewhere? Like, what am I watching exactly here? Like, what's the point of this? So that that was weird. And then there was another weird kill where the killer pushes the black guy with one leg on the floor. <laughs> just just because he pushed him, his bone snapped out of his other leg or something. Yeah, what the what the fuck was that? And then, but that was kind of cool. Then he took his leg off and beat him with it. <laughs> that no. I actually thought was I will give it that. I thought that was funny that he was getting beat with his own leg. I even <laughs> laughed out loud during that point. <laughs> right. Up to that, I was kind of tired of how much they were shoving it in her face. This guy only had one leg. I'm like, I get it. He's got one leg. I mean, there was the point where there was a time when sleeping? he was sleeping and his stump is sticking out from under the covers. I'm like, yeah, we know. He's got one leg. We get it. You know? And then the no. whole side arc of, oh, you know, I'm going to give it to this girl's family. It should have been her. It should have been me that died instead of her. I'm going to give her family the million dollars. Like, come on, man. We're like, okay, yeah, maybe I feel sympathy for you. Oh, wait, now he's getting beat with his own leg. Like come on, <laughs> and then and then how about like another kill that was just so just made no sense to the rest of the movie. The first guy he they say if anyone drops out, you all lose. So the guy drops out anyway, leaves and gets killed in the woods, and the game still continues like and nothing no happened. And no one mentions right. it. No one no, ever but, says, well, "Oh hey, we're supposed to all be forfeit now because right. he dropped out." No, it, it's never brought up again. No, no one cares. Like, they were so passionate. You're not fucking dropping out. You ain't costing me a million dollars, motherfucker. Then he go, Then he, he leaves anyway, says, ah, whatever, jerk off. Leaves anyway, and nothing comes of it. Like, what is that? Like, I just don't understand that. I'll tell you what that is. That's bad writing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> what do you guys think of, like, the foreshadowing with that girl with the, the puss on her face when she... F- catapults a water balloon into the lake did you ever think that, that would come back uh, well yeah i mean you, you're looking at that going gee and i even said the words gee i'll bet that won't come up later <laughs> <laughs> because it was clearly obvious and then when we get to the end and she and i'm and she's got the head and i'm like she's gonna fucking catapult that head you know <laughs> yeah. there she goes she did it and i was like god damn it i was hoping they wouldn't go there because it was so obvious but they did but you know and i guess i do have to say i've never seen anyone get killed with someone else's head before you know i i don't think oh you know that's not true an intruder a guy got beaten with another guy's head but um it wasn't catapulted so i've never seen someone's head catapulted into somebody else's head which by the way did you see how that guy's head cracked open like it was a fucking egg what is yeah, that? like it, it just came off like the top, like it was Frankenstein's head, and yes. it just like kind of popped open. <laughs> it just sliced it right off the top. And what? I was That's so like, weird. Crazy. A lot of body parts being used as weapons in this movie. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, being with his own leg, they put body into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, some co- <clears throat> a couple cool ideas though. It was like when all the phone accounts, you know, they had that thing from uh, your next the f- cell phone blocker. That was all right. That was cool. And then when they <clears throat> got reception, they realized their account was canceled. And you wonder, like, 
why are they all canceled? So that was pretty cool. Then you find out it's because their parents, you know, Yeah, it. let's get into that. Now, what do you guys think of that? Since we're getting into spoilers. Now, the that was that the twist you were talking about, Jamie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so explain this twist, Jamie. Well, it's that we find out in the end that, the, that this whole thing was a setup to get rid of these kids, to kill them all, because their parents actually paid to have their kids killed. I mean, basically, it was like uh, this. It was like the plot in Trick or Treat, where the bus driver is, you know, right. paid by the parents to drive the bus off into. Yeah, but I don't think he was paid a million dollars. No, he wasn't. But um, and who? All these parents are millionaires. That was a long time ago. It's inflation, you know. But like, all these rich parents, for whatever reason, wanted to get their kids out of their life. Like one of them was gay, so she wanted to, I guess, knock off her kid because they were gay. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but anyway, yeah, right? but what we didn't see coming is that they, that they were never intended. No one was intended to ever make it out alive because no. of the parents. Now, I did actually call this as a snuff as a snuff film. Like I fully expected everyone to be to get killed, you know, and on purpose. But I right. did not see it coming that the parents paid to have it done. So I thought that was that was pretty ingenious. That was, you know, and just too fucking bad. The rest of the movie didn't support it because. An idea. Here's why it doesn't make any sense. Like, if he released this, isn't anybody going to wonder where the whole cast is? Isn't anybody going to say, well, where are these people? Blah, blah, blah. They're all dead. Like, in real life, like, they just disappeared. Yeah, I don't think he ever intended to release it, is the thing. I think he was just, right. that was the ruse that he was using to get the to get everyone out there and to participate. Yeah. But I think he just was going to take the money and run. I don't understand why he just didn't get them all in a room and, and shoot them all. If you're if you're not going to use the movie, then why wouldn't you just put them all in a room and shoot them in the head? And why kill Felissa Rose? Right. Because he fucking hated her for uh, being the executive producer on Sleepaway. But she's someone <laughs> that you would think would would people would notice missing. These kids, if they show if they end up missing, they're a bunch of bad kids. Who's going to notice? The you know, I mean, they kids. could have run away, but she is actually someone who's well known, and the other guy too, the one that ate the sandwich. I mean, he's these are people that are probably going to be missed in the real world. Are you, yeah, are you talking about the guy in the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy with the. I think he had a ponytail. I don't the know. guy, no, he was the killer in. in yeah, that's uh, that guy from. Uh, no one gets no out one alive. Gets alive. Yeah, the guy with the bird. And and then they they stole a lot of things from a lot of different movies, like when he says. Get her out of there. She's freezing, goddammit. She's been in there for that. That's obviously Joe Zito and Ted White argument uh, from Friday 13th Part 4. Oh, yeah, the the hypothermia thing. Yeah, um, we uh, we picked up on that, too, when we were watching it. And so I actually thought that was kind of interesting that they're using real-life arguments right. that people had making other movies. Yeah. And you have to be a horror fan to pick to that know. out. Right. No, wouldn't you guys, though, want something like this rather than nothing? You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, no. you know, like, and, and, and yeah, it's a knockoff, but, you know, they're fucking trying, and it's like, you know, I love that shit. Even if it is a shit movie, it's like, you know what, dude, they're trying, and, you know, it gives me hope. This would be, be like me making a movie. Like, I exactly. feel like I this is what we would do. Yeah, but the, the difference is, like, if you make a movie, if you were to go make a movie, and then you realize, hey, this movie's not really good, then you're not going to try to shove it down other people's throats. I mean... You know what? If I made a movie, it'd be Jamie Jenkins' boobs and then boom, opening credits. <laughs> All right, well, that'd be a good movie. 
<laughs> no, but Jamie, you know you know why I have a soft spot and why I do give it a three out of five. Like it's everything I want in yeah. in, in I movies would right now. Watch, I would rather watch your Halloween movie, which I have watched Thank several you. times. That's because it's only fifteen minutes. But I would okay. Well, I would rather watch that eight times than watch this movie again. Here's the thing, though, Jamie. It's like. This is what I want. I want you to use my favorite old 80s horror actors and stuff and put them in these movies together and make them do something. I want it to be good. You know, I want it to be good. And would I rather have this over nothing? Hell no. If I've got nothing, then I can always watch something from my library. Yeah, but that gets old. No, it doesn't. How many times? I mean, if, if I love a movie, then I love a movie. I'll watch it countless times do you know how many times i've watched jaws over my lifetime or or friday the 13th or sleepaway camp even it just you know if if i have if i didn't have this to fill my time i would have been filling it with something else i I, I see what you're saying i guess i just got like a soft spot for that shit and i appreciate it and it kind of is like oh like a geek moment i I don't know i just i appreciate it when it's good i this i feel feel like it could have been good i don't feel like they actually tried yeah, I think they tried. I just think they're not talented. I think, <laughs> you know, exactly. I I'll think go along with they that thought too. what they were doing. Because, well, like I said, I didn't see anything in the the making of this film, as far as the direction goes, to make me go, "Well, let me write that guy's name down. I want to see him do right. something else." You know, it, yeah. it, there, that wasn't there. They couldn't hire somebody with the. Did Jamie anyone worth their while? Number one is not going to work in horror. Number two, anyone worth their while is not going to work for the budget that they have to make this movie. He made so, his own movie. He did it himself. He didn't hire well, anybody. Still, well, I mean, um, yeah, but he, no real director would make his own movie though, like for nothing. That's not true. Don Coscarelli did. That's. I mean, how do you think Phantasm got made? Yeah, uh, but he was talented though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Oh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, wait a minute. You're trying, but it's just—it's an empty Cosmo argument. Really is awesome. No, okay, maybe the argument that you said earlier, maybe that the problem here is that um, it's easier for someone to make a movie these days. So a less talented person went ahead when back then when Don Coscarelli did it, you wouldn't risk your untalented self making a movie back then because there was way more at stake and way more costs. If you wanted to make the, the and, and I think yeah, you're hitting on it right there. If you wanted to make a movie back then, you had to really fucking want to make a movie. Yeah. You had to want it more than life itself because it was a lot of work and it was a lot of time and it was a lot of effort and you couldn't just – I mean it, there's a lot involved with actually making a movie on film. It was really expensive. I mean you're throwing your entire life into something. Nowadays, you don't really have to care that much. You just have to be able to pick up a camera and do it. And, and have editing software. And – yeah, and, and pretty much it's at everyone's disposal, you know. And I think, you know, if that's something you want to do just to do it, I think that's great, you know. But don't try to sell it to me that it's a good thing and then waste my time watching it because I'm going to get pissed about it. You know, and and I'm no, I'm not going to appreciate it whenever because if <laughs> if this guy, if this was his like lifelong dream, then I think he just pissed it away. <laughs> Because if he, I think he would try a hell of a lot harder if this was something he really wanted out of life, you know. And maybe I don't know. Maybe it's this generation coming up. Maybe people just don't give a shit anymore. I don't know. Were there any, were there any what the fuck moments in this? The whole what? thing. <laughs> what about right, the but, guy who was working there just randomly started throwing plates on the floor and breaking them? Yeah. 
and it was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like dude. okay, at what point in your of your arc are we right now? <laughs> what are you doing? There was another callback kill when the guy was had climbed up the tree to get the hunting camera, the one hunting camera that they obviously bought for the whole and used. Yeah, and, what, and he was like looking at it as if he was watching the fucking footage in it. What the fuck was that? Right. It is a still photograph camera. Like that is that. That particular camera will only take still photographs. I don't know what the fuck he was looking at. I, don't, I have no idea. But that kill when they, you know, when they when they wrapped it around the tree, yep. and um, but so that, I'm going to tell you this: that was done better than both Friday Thirteenth. You think so? Oh yeah. I don't think it was bad. I don't. I don't think it was bad. I really don't. Oh, but it was. Way it was clearly a callback kill. It was not inventive. Right. It was not new. It was not fresh, and it was not inspired. It was and it just... wasn't cut. It wasn't cut for censorship, though. And it wasn't trying to be, either. It wasn't trying to be fucking fresh. No, of course well, not. Well, and that's part of the problem, is that, is right. that I don't mind... No, it's not. This is an homage movie! Don't mind you making it's not homages to things, but when your entire movie is a rip-off of everything else, there's a big difference there. You know, there's a difference between paying loving homage to something. Jamie, this was a great idea. You're wrong. This The premise is totally fresh. <laughs> the premise alone makes it not a ripoff. Well, I mean, that's true as far as, you mean, the, like, the plot in general, the whole thing. Like, you know, that's true. They, I mean, that was a good idea. I, I have to give it that. It was a good idea. It they just, should remake this already. They should remake it this year. They should remake it, yes. Re- remake <laughs> it right now with Don Coscarelli. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> This should be remade, but would you rehire Felissa Rose? Yeah, I think she she was okay. I didn't have a problem with her. I like Felissa. Yeah, but you know what? Her character, though, I noticed even on the first watch, really didn't have consistency. Like, no. She was so sweet and nice and sort of like soft-spoken understanding, right? Then all of a sudden, she seems pretty comfortable and happy to read everyone's shit out loud. She's like, you, you got raped by your brother. Oh, how do you feel about that? You must feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Your dad raped you up your ass for 50 uh, years or whatever. Did that hurt? Oh, you, you got an abortion and put it on Facebook. How'd that feel, huh? Did you lose a couple friend requests on that one? Yeah, like, what the? And I was like, is this the same person from the rest of the movie? <laughs> it was weird, dude, yeah. And I do, I don't really feel honestly that that her acting caliber was all that fantastic here. And I, um, but see, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of things with recent Felissa Rose. Like I watched it with the the sleepaway camp that she came back for. Um, but I haven't seen her in anything really recently. But I don't. And so I don't know if she, that's just as good as it gets, or if she just wasn't pouring everything into it. You ever see The Perfect House? I think she's better in Perfect. I don't House. think so. Even her death was just weird because yeah. they just cut it in the middle and it's like it doesn't even end. And it's just it's just over with. And it's just like, okay. So you killed off somebody who shouldn't have been killed, honestly, and Yeah, you would think they'd go all out for Melissa Rose's death if they're gonna kill her off. Yeah, and they just pour some shit on her face and cut away, like, okay. Instead they're like, We gotta beat this kid with a leg. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I agree with that. I think if you're going to have someone of, of that right. caliber as far as horror is concerned, then and you're going to take them out, then you need to take them out in like full glory. Like, right. give them the most awesome death in the film. 
Oh, you know, and I. Wait, you know me pouring the green goop on wasn't awesome. No, no, it wasn't awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> she didn't. Yeah, it was fuck? kind of. It was kind of an insult, you know. Because, okay, because I mean, right. the rule, the basic rule in slashers is that typically the character that you hate the most, like the character who's the biggest asshole, the biggest right. douchebag, the biggest bitch, whatever, they're the ones who are going to get killed in the most horrible way because you want to yes. see it coming, like you want that for them, you know. Or if you have somebody really cool in your movie, like when in the My, My Bloody Valentine remake. Um, Atkins. At, yeah, they, I mean, when they ripped his oh, jaw off, you know, perfect. that was pretty cool. I mean, it was, you do it. You, good you, homage. You take oh. them out in style. You know, if you've got someone like that in your movie, you fucking take them out in style. And this was, it was like gl- glossed over overlooked and it was almost like oh you know what we need to kill her real quick but we don't have much time so here just do this right you know this is cut in half but you know, i would feel slighted if i were her because one of the best parts yeah, about being in a slasher film is getting, getting killed. killed right and what about like that shower kill i watched that four times rewinding and i still don't understand what happened to the point where she's like crawling out of the shower over to her lesbian friend who's already dead and killed off screen oh. like Thank you. I thought I missed something yeah. there. Like I kept yeah. – I was like, what the hell? What <laughs> What did I miss? Because something doesn't seem to – something's not – I don't get it. I didn't I didn't get – I didn't get what happened there. Yeah. It's just weird. And then <clears> – <throat> so the end, pretty shocking when the girl Adrian turns on that dude and just like smashes his head and kills him. Uh, the one who was like <clears throat> protecting her all night and they waited till the daytime when the dude was – Away from their door or whatever. And he was the only character that I liked. The only one. With, yeah, but let, let's face Take it out though. Felissa Rose. Honestly, I like Felissa, yeah, you know, right. as Felissa Rose. I didn't really care for her character in this film. So his – that one character was the only character that I cared about. He was the only one that I liked. I thought he was a really good guy. I just – I liked him, and I'll be damned, you know, if they didn't just fuck it all up. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. It's the only one that you were supposed to like. Like, he was the only nice guy there. You know what I'm saying? So for them to kind of pull that card, it was kind of like, oh, we're pulling out every single stop. Like, you know yeah, what which, I'm saying? Yeah, and I can appreciate that. I can, okay. but again, I, I feel like it was, but, I don't feel like he got a, a good kill, you know? Yeah, but no, I think it was all right, though, because th- it's not about the kill with that. It's about the impact of it, his death it, itself. So let's talk, now there's three major kills at the end. So let's talk about how well they impacted you. <clears throat> his kill, uh, that was great. I thought, I didn't expect it, and I thought it was great. It really threw me for a loop. Do you guys feel the same way? Who? I won't say great. I, it did make it did make oh. me sad. I didn't see it coming. I didn't want it to happen. So you know, there was there was that. You know, it was like, oh shit. It, yeah, did, it, was it did affect me because I didn't want. You know, that's not what I saw happening there. So. Now Eric Roberts shooting the girl who won. I loved that because I hated her. I knew that. Was <laughs> and, and you kind of saw that coming, I think. Yeah. But um, well, he was loading the gun. <clears throat> but I was okay yeah. with that because I didn't like her character. So. You know, you could care less. Nah, I didn't care. Oh, uh, well, uh, four kills, I guess. What about the, the, the main killer being killed? Like, what do you think about the cat? See, to me, that was just so awkward. I was just more observing. Why is his head opened up like that instead of like, wow, she killed a guy trying to kill her? No, I, I was more shocked by her reaction, dude. To to winning? Wait, yeah, dude. She starts fucking woo, 
like just after she knocks out, like it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, here? she's all into it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, dude, she just won a million dollars. I know, but still, she just fucking. I, it, it's just crazy, dude. To- totally, this movie's all over the place. It made kind of no sense, really. I, was I mean, are these people point. traumatized or are these people fucking psychotic? I mean, what's going on? And why are they willing to kill so easily? Like that's what I'm saying. It's like, like the one know. dude, the pretty boy, he's just killing everybody. So I guess he's the killer. Now, what would Eric Roberts do if he didn't kill everybody? See, that's another thing I have. Another yeah. issue I have is I typically have a problem when an entire plot is hinged on one thing or or things happening right. in a particular way because you cannot always count on things happening the way you want them to happen especially when people don't know that they're supposed to happen in a particular way you know yeah and where they should be at a particular time right you know i mean and if you're it it's kind of like it's just kind of like when we point out in scream like how the fuck long is Ghostface hiding (laughs) in that closet you know i mean and what if that person never walked by or they went to the bathroom or you know and what if she had never answered that phone in the fraternity house where she shouldn't have answered the phone anyway i mean it's just Exactly, which is a stretch to begin with, right? Right, and so when when something is hinged on on a, a whole series of events that you can't be sure are going to happen, then it starts to bother me. Um, but then at that point, as as far as his kill goes, I was with Alex. I was pretty much I was so distracted by the head that I was just taken <laughs> yeah. out of that whole scene completely. Yeah, I was taken out. I was like, "What the fuck happened to his head?" <laughs> right. Her reaction was fucked up, though. It was just like, "Woo!" It's like, oh no, it, wa- it was. It was. It was. Like, the but fuck? then she was kind of a bitch, so I guess that's right. I hated her everything was too, just like you guys did, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, but then we're supposed to be shocked that the next scene is Daniel Harris loading the bodies. We're supposed to be shocked three ways. One, that she's in on this with Eric Roberts. Two, that she killed her own brother. Right. Because he wouldn't understand. And then three, (laughs) that the guy says, well, you should have watched more movies. You would know that this is coming. And instead of giving her $2 million and making a movie with $18 million, he just <laughs> hits her Norman Bates style in the back of the head with a shovel. And then he makes, I don't know what he does, but he has his $20 million. I do like his line there. I really did like that when he's like, well, you should have watched more horror movies. Because yep. um, that's pretty much how I live my life. And he was like, hey, you should always watch more horror movies. So I, I like this the, the message there that he delivered. I like that right, line. Right. I thought it was kind of clever. Um, as far as being shocked, though. Yeah, how did that impact you? You know, at that point, it didn't surprise me. Uh, well, at the point when he's behind her, you know yeah. what's going to happen. You know, I mean, That's it's pretty it. much a And she doesn't turn around ever. Dead giveaway. Th- up to that point, I can, you know, I probably wasn't, I wasn't prepared. I mean, I wasn't, like, picturing that happening, you know. But then as soon as you moved in behind her, I was like, oh, here it goes, you know. Yep. Um, but... It didn't really impact me. Like, I wasn't like, oh, my God. You know, it's not like when, you know, fucking Jigsaw stood up, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. But isn't it kind of sad in a way? Like, it's kind of depressing that nobody is bonding through this madness. Like, no one's in on it. No one's no one's together in on I mean, they're in on it, but, like, he couldn't even have a partner and share this with somebody he had to kill every last one to keep it all for himself and it's like well dude like you have a buddy who's getting two you're getting your 18 you're both hooked up what the fuck get the fuck out of here i'll see you again maybe but instead it's like no i'll take the other two goodbye and i don't know 
I guess maybe he feels like the, you know the only good partner is a dead partner. You know, I guess. if you have no one else, if you have no one else that knows about the plot, then no one's going to rat you out. Right. You know, and that's I don't think it was about the money. I think it was about yeah having no witnesses. Right. Yeah. Like, how could he trust her? What from co- several conversations that we've seen or that we haven't seen rather, and then one at the end there, like what he's supposed to trust this girl that he doesn't know just when because she wanted her brother dead because she's a police officer who's arranging right. for people to get killed. So right. you know, she. <laughs> Yeah, when you kill your brother, I guess I have to believe that I might be next. Yeah, Yeah, right? Exactly. (laughs) And also, it seemed like she hated him in that opening diner scene. Right. It seemed like she couldn't even stand him. He's trying to say, I'm sorry about your father. She's like, look, I'm only doing this because blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know. I guess there is no real, like, uh, closeness there. Well, that was supposed to throw us off to when, oh, we're kind of in on it together for the two seconds that they were in. Yeah, I guess. Well, like, and, you know, once again, hey, A for effort, I mean, does it make that big of an impact? No, but whatever. Yeah, I just I just don't know the significance of the brother in the beginning or the end. I just don't get that. I, I don't maybe, know. you know, hey, maybe somebody can tell us, you know, fucking tell us on the page or something, but I, I missed it. I, Nobody watched that. I invested, I didn't care. But, uh, so that's it. That's Camp Dread. This is Johnny Gore. Sign up. Hey guys, it's Tiffany, Alex's girlfriend. I was just calling to say what a great job you guys are doing, and I'm really enjoying all of the retrospectives. And um, um. <coughs> <coughs> Just kidding. Have a great day. Welcome back to another edition of The Skeleton Crew. I'm really fucking pumped for this show. Um, We got Corey and Haley Norman on. Now, I've known about, let's see, I'd say about a year, right, guys? I think I I, I started corresponding with you guys. Um, We have a lot of mutual friends, and, you know, everybody was talking about these guys are making some great shorts and, and, and producing some good stuff, and they got the Hanover House coming and I remember seeing the trailer, and I was super pumped about it, man. So, um, can you guys talk a little bit about that? Um, I know from day one I was pumped. So, can you guys talk about, um, you know, just how the Hanover House came about, how you guys started, all that good stuff? Sure, sure. Yeah, we uh, we came up the, with the concept about two years ago. Uh, at the time, we were driving all over the country for our short, The Barn. Um, I think when the idea actually sprang, we were on our way down to uh, Fright Night in Louisville. Nice. And, uh, you know, being on the road long hours, you you tend to think a lot. And, uh, you know, I got thinking quite a bit about my dad. He had passed not long before uh, because of cancer. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, just kind of you think, you dwell at night. And uh, I had a good relationship with him and I kind of thought about that. I was like, man, it would have, you know, he would have been very proud. This would have been cool. 
Uh, and then I got to think, well, man, what would it have been like if we had a shitty relationship? Mm. And, uh, you know, started to kind of dwell on that. I was like, but, but what if you had this really bad relationship with your dad and he died? What would you want to say to him? And that's kind of what Hanover House sprung out of mm. was, uh, was this whole concept about losing the person you love, feeling very abandoned by him and then, uh, you know, having the chance. And so... You know, we, we had this idea, and it was just that. It was kind of this ethereal idea. And uh, I was telling, you know, one of these actors on, on one of Haley's shorts about it while we were killing some time. And the next day he shows up and he gives me floor plans. He gives me pictures. He said, I found you a house, and the best part is it's haunted. Um, oh, nice, dude. <laughs> so pretty much from there, we had our, our script ready in about two months' time. We were shooting three months after that. And uh, that's been the better part of our last two years now. I like the house too, man. That that house does look haunted too. There's just, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it looks haunted, but it has like a haunted feel to it. Did you guys dress it up at all? I mean, I, I'm talking um, actually interior and exterior. Um, exterior, no decoration. I mean, we we pulled some stuff off of it, right. um, just to make it look, you know, like nobody really lives there, but. Um, the interior we brought in uh, one of the actors, Daniel Noel. He um, he used to design sets and uh, just decorate stuff. So you know, he he got a hold of the script, saw the house. We went in, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, I see where we're going with this." So only a couple of the stages were you know dressed up, and then of course we had the sound stage. So um, building the bathroom and uh, doorways and hallways. So. Yeah, there, there was a little bit of decorating. Right, right. Well, I, you know, and it, it was a good feel to the movie. I, I liked it. it. It had a lot of creepy moments. Like, um, I was trying to pinpoint, you know, when I, whenever I'm watching uh, a movie of somebody, you know, that I'm interviewing, I try and, you know, spot, okay, their influences. I couldn't really pinpoint too many. I, I want to go out on a limb here and say, not overtly this but evil dead now was that is that an influence on you guys at all i i, I sense that a little bit it, with the whole i got this whole you know haunted house vibe type thing and and, and just the the way the characters acted in certain things that and then uh obviously um i got an amityville horror i was gonna say amityville too. and the shining <laughs> i got i yeah, got clear shining. impressions of amityville and the shining those yeah, were, yeah. Those two definitely came up. Um, The Evil Dead, you know, I I think it's cool to be able to, you know, like pull, you know, a little bit of inspiration out of there just with, you know, the possessions. It's like, you know, one minute they're normal, one minute they're not, you know, and and that's very much Evil Dead, but I don't think we actively tried to pull from that. But, you know, we've got, you know, our our nod to The Shining and uh, with the previous family, in the movie, um, definitely, definitely Amityville, but wasn't actively trying. I think just because we're, right. you know, we love horror so much, it just naturally, you know, comes out. Mm. And I think with, with, with all those type of movies, you'll get that vibe in it where it's just kind of, um, you know, you, you can always see Amityville and a lot of family-related stuff. And, you know, you, I mean, let's face it, a guy fucking going around with an axe, I mean, it's just scary. I mean, no matter which way you cut it, no matter how you cut it into the story. But I want to say something, too, about Evil Dead. Uh, first person to ever get me into Evil Dead, uh, Hans Cookingham. 
Ah, uh, my good buddy. <laughs> I knew that guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, man, I remember it. Uh, clear as day. He uh, he brought in a copy for me, and he was like, dude. He goes, you like horror movies? Because I was into Scream at that time, and he was just like, fuck that pussy shit. <laughs> he was like, he was like, watch this. It'll change your life. And sure enough, it did. And I believe uh, it, I was strongly encouraged to get Evil Dead 2 shortly after, too. So I just wanted to add that little tidbit in real quick. First person to ever get me into Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was one that my brother and I grew up on. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm probably like three or four and sitting there going like, I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> he was hey he was big for me uh you know is my introduction to horror in general um he he told me about a lot of movies and i remember actively seeking them out and um you know i i, I think uh he he's got a great uh you guys well actually all you guys seem to have a a great uh a great taste in movies just by i've seen a couple of your shorts too now i want to talk about <laughs> your fucked up short that you guys had for the ABCs of death. Oh, what God. the fuck? <laughs> that was brutal, you guys. That was horrible. Did you guys end up seeing that, Alex? Jamie? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, that was brutal. Uh, which letter were they? Uh, M. Everybody had M, correct? That yeah, was the, it was for the 26th director spot. Right, right. And, uh, M? Yeah, M. <laughs> I don't remember M. <laughs> like I don't remember any of them by letter, honestly. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, Which dude, one was M? Explain, explain it to Alex, please. Yeah, so, uh, one, yeah, so Alex, so this year the you know the the twenty sixth director spot was open, so they had an open competition for the letter M. And uh, you know we we watched the last ABCs of Death, and it seemed to us the only ones that really stood out were either really funny. Or there were ones like Ellis for Libido that just kind of pushes it. And uh, we were kind of thinking, what would be the thing that's going to make people, you know, the most uncomfortable? And we thought, well, let's just suffocate a little girl and see uh, see how people <laughs> that. And it wasn't even, like, quite like that. I mean, we, <laughs> it, it's been, you know, an idea kicking around. Um, him and a friend of his had, had talked about it, but... Uh, you know, the festival came around. He's like, oh, babe, we should, you know, try to try to get into this. I was like, uh, well, what about Gilmore Girls? And he's like, no fucking way. He's like, we could totally do it. I was like, this would be the perfect avenue to do it. And the only time I would even suggest doing it based on the content <laughs> yeah. that is there. So it was I mean, the, it was funny, too, because, uh, you know, we got a lot of comments like hey, people. It, I was kind of a fa- I was kind of surprised at how many people. You know, on a site like ABCs of Death, were actually offended by it. <laughs> yeah. And and the funny part is, if you were actually on set, we had to ADR a lot of the dialogue. You know, because we're you know we're dealing with this little four year old SAG actress, and she was awesome. But we built this apparatus that went over her head to keep her safe that had glow in the dark stars and My Little Pony stickers in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and every time on set, it was funny. Be, okay, stand by and wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> and, you know, it just kind of became this big game. So on set, you know, the kid walked away totally not mortified or anything. Uh, you know, and then, then obviously we cut it and it looks, you know, a lot more disturbing than it really was. Yeah, and, and I love that short, man. I, You know, I didn't know what direction it was going to go in. And, you know, I thought for a second and I was like, you know, no, nah, they, w- they wouldn't do that. And then when you did, and, and it's pretty brutal, man. And I was like, wow, they, they went there. 
Oh shit, we're still there. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah, this this is really happening. Wow, that's fucked up. Like, and you know, I guess uh, that's the response you want, man. So I like it. But now, you you guys do a lot of shorts, though, don't you? Like, I, I've seen a couple that you guys have come out with. I mean, you guys are constantly shooting, correct? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we started out. I mean, we ultimately, you know, a few years from now, we were kind of like, oh, we should make movies. But um, we got into, you know, doing shorts for, you know, little competitions, and those okay. turned out to be pretty cool. And then we were like, you know what, screw it. We got a team. We love what we do. And now we're just like, you know, everybody's got an idea. We've all got ideas, and we just keep writing. So yeah. we're shooting another one uh, April 26th. So nice. hopefully yeah. premiering with the Hanover House. Um but you know, just another cool little short horror. So yeah, you know, it, it's it's funny with the shorts too. You know, we shoot Hanover, and we're like, you know, we're on set for so long. We all got so tight. I mean, my crew was tight before, but we all lived in the house while we were shooting. You know, back part of sixteen days. So you know, coming out of it, you know, it's kind of like leaving. You know, summer camp. It, it's kind of sad to see everyone go. Yeah. And after a couple months, they just uh, they just all started prodding us. What's next? What's next? I don't care that you're cutting a feature. What's next? We want to make something. And so <laughs> yeah. that's we uh, that's when we did Natal for uh, for Damnation Land. Right, right, right. Yeah. Tell talk more about that. Yeah. That was a crazy little experience, and uh, you know, we shot that over the course of two days. So. Um, I guess funny little story about that. I mean, when we go into write stuff, you know, we, we don't really just sit there and think about like stories that could happen. It's almost like these weird little blips of images that go in our head. It's like, oh, I just got this fucked up image in my head, you know, check it out. And we're like, oh, what can we write about that? Right, it's, right. You know, Corey had gotten the, the little demon baby coming out of the, the belly and we're like, oh, we got to do something about that. It's going to be awesome. You know, backwards made, like weird, you know. That, I mean, that was, yeah. that was fun. I mean, I, I think if anything had kind of our, our you know, was influenced by Evil Dead that we've done recently, it would have been right. more that one just because it's kind yeah. of cabin in the woods type uh, type piece. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. funny side note too, my lead actress, Jess Freitas in that one, right. uh, the girl's a trooper. She was on day 11 with a migraine and she'd been hospitalized the day before, uh, before we made that movie, so... Oh wow, trooper! Wow, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, you know, man. After that, no one can have excuses anymore. It's like the next time you make something, it's like, oh, I don't know, I don't feel so good. It's like, no, no, see. <laughs> <laughs> if you really care about the project, you'll be here. Yeah, it's like, oh, you don't Suck feel good. Up. Talk to Jess Freitas, and she'll tell you what not feeling good feels like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk to Go G. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and, and like I said, I, I've seen all you, all your stuff, and and I really enjoy it. And it's very, like you said, uh, that that is probably more Evil Dead than anything. I don't know why I got Evil Dead in this. Just just kind of the vibe. I don't know. Uh, maybe I just uh, maybe I just saw it in my head for some reason. But there were a couple shots where you know the demons are, are portrayed in Evil Dead. That that kind of uh, some shots in this movie with with just certain looks and stuff like that. So um, now what what uh, no I'm talking about influence now. Now, what about like these days? What do you guys watch? Are you guys general horror people, or are you, you know, are you just trauma people? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I, like what kind of horror do you guys generally gravitate to? Well, we we watch a lot. I can't say we necessarily like everything we watch, but um, I don't. <laughs> lately, I I love Ty West stuff. He's one of my favorites. Yes. 
Um, you know, I've watched Ghost of the Devil. That was mandatory watching for all of our crew before we did Hanover. So, how great is that fucking movie? I like Ty oh. West's feature-length stuff. I'm not so yes. crazy about his shorts. Oh God, but, they, they were such a letdown. At least uh, the yeah. VHS and VHS. the VHS. Yeah. Like I feel oh, like right. I feel like well, his style is so. I mean, the way he. The way he tells the story, it's it's important for him to be able to stretch it out, and it and it works really well in that in that format. But then if you try to chop it up, I mean, because making a feature length film and making a short film are two completely different animals, and two two different styles of, to- of storytelling. And so I think, and you know, he does fantastic work when he can when he has a chance to stretch his legs and take his time. But then with his shorts, I was just like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It hurt my feelings. Yeah. Mm. It's almost like you feel there's a time crunch there. You know, like yeah. how how long did you have to make this? Come on. <laughs> yeah, and I know. Like, uh, what what other ones did he do other than the VHS one? Uh, I haven't seen. He did, the, Emma, he did Emma's for Miscarriage in, uh, yeah. in the first season. Oh, I hit, dude! What a letdown that was. You're right. Yeah. What a fucking oh man. I, yeah, and and that's the thing too. Like. With with a with a movie like that, I don't know if you guys quote unquote cheated, but I looked at all the directors before before <laughs> each short, and I was correlating like, okay, this is that, that's that, you know, like, and I was like, oh, Ty West is coming up, what the fuck? Yeah, I I, I bought me? the movie for that, so yeah, <laughs> exactly, dude, exactly. Now, yeah, so Ty West. Um, now who else? Like, um, are you guys uh, big Eli Roth fans at all, or? Um, being from Boston, or or are you an Eli Roth hater? Because I mean, there really is no in the middle. Uh, I I'm I'm kind of hit or miss. I think with Eli Roth. I mean, I liked Cabin Fever. I kind of got burnt out, you know, with the Hostel. Um, I am psyched for for Green Inferno, though. I think that's going to be interesting. Yes, and and him and Ty West are collaborating too soon, so it should be a good year for horror. Um, and now that's what I was going to ask you too. Now, when you guys go to shoot something and you have a, an idea in mind, obviously, like everybody else making movies, what's the number one issue you fucking run into? Money, 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 <laughs> money. And so, okay, Hanover House is made for twenty-two G's. Now, I think it looks great. Now, I, I think the look of it, 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 Jamie, we were talking about this before, too. It, it really is shot very well. And, and oh, I don't. It looks beautiful. It, it looks fantastic. Yeah. And we, oh, and also, uh, compliments on uh, what's the lead actor guy there? Um, Brian Chamberlain. I am a huge fan. He, uh, he was very, he gave a very standout part. I enjoyed him quite a bit. He that rocked, was, dude. Yeah, he was, that was good. It was really mm-hmm. good. Totally believable too. Yeah, and and uh, you want to talk about uh, Aunt Bobby? How'd you guys get her on board with this that, uh, this flick? That was actually really cool. We uh, we were with Daniel Noel. We were going up to the house to scope it out and do the very first teaser trailer. You know, with like a we had a seven D on us, but um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we we're talking about the characters and you know we're trying to you know shape out Martha because she's just she's an important character and you know to put it simply I mean this woman's a bitch I was gonna say she's a bitch <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs> she's a, a, no. a driving force for you know Robert's character and uh 
you know, Dan goes, you know who would be really great to, to play this part? And he's like, my friend Ann Bobby. And Corey and I are just like, why the fuck do we know that name? And we're like, come on, you know, you know help us out. And he's like, Nightbreed. We're like, no fucking way. <laughs> nice. So he's like, you know, reach out, talk to her. And so that, uh, you know, we talked to her, didn't hear anything. And so we were about to move on. And uh, finally she read the script and she's like, I'm in. She's like, I don't know you guys, but I know Dan and I'm in. This is yeah. awesome. Nice. I, 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 ran in, I ran into the bedroom because Haley was asleep. I started jumping on the bed like I was, you know, a six-year-old watching Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that great, though? When, when when you realize that your heroes and these people that you grew up watching are just normal people just like you and me and they're just down for the cause dude they're just down to do it yeah and you know the cool thing is is it's her you know first thing back into horror yeah you know it was nice yeah. and now it's us so you know it's it's really cool to see people come out of the woodwork going you know and Bobby's back in horror and it's like yeah she is <laughs> you know like <laughs> And we put her back on the map, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, and now talk about the, uh, <laughs> well, I guess uh, I'll get into the uh, little premiere escapade. Um, now, you guys were supposed to have your premiere at the uh, Lewiston Auburn Festival, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Now, due to some um, recent events, uh, some very disturbing uh, to do with child pornography, uh, it will no longer be held there. <laughs> Correct? Yeah, we um, we started getting, uh, you know, just a news pieces going around Facebook and yep. saying that uh, you know Lewis and Auburn film magazine or you know magazine publisher you know arrested on child porn possession, and you know Corey and I just look at this thing we, we open it up it's like please don't let it be that guy and you know there he is in orange yeah. and it's you know, that guy yeah, I mean, <laughs> that guy yeah I mean it was it was it was stressful I mean this all happened on Thursday you know what sucks is you know we were up for five awards at the fest um, right you right. know and around here we had already sold you know a couple hundred tickets at you know 20 bucks a pop for regular ones you know uh, up through 150 for their kind of their glamour packages. So, you know, we're looking at this going, is the fest going to work? Are people going to get money back? Um, so we uh, we made kind of a judgment call, Haley and I, on Sunday night. Yeah, this, I mean, the, the whole weekend, I mean, we had been getting phone calls from the press, um, phone calls and messages, emails, you know, friends, family, you know, crew members going, you know, is the fest happening? Happening, And, you know, we're sitting here waiting like everybody else, you know, because we would love to know as well. <laughs> so everything was up in the air over the weekend. And, you know, we hear, you know, things look good. And then all of a sudden we hear don't count on it. And we're just like, you know what, let's. Let's talk with the other filmmakers. You know, we we need to address what we're going to do because if this doesn't happen, we need a plan B. And right. so, you know, that's exactly what we did. We put out a, a video post saying what's going on, um, you know, trying not to be too, you know, obvious about what had happened, you know, because it's, you know, unfortunately to the filmmakers, it's just not about that. Right, um, of course. Definitely a devastating blow to all of us because, you know, now it's not happening. And they, they finally came out with the official statement today that, you know, the Lewis Norman Film Festival is no longer happening. But we talked to this guy, Ry Russell, and um, over at Saco Drive-In. So he's now, you know, creating and hosting a, a two-day event where we'll be headlining with uh, another film, How to Kill a Zombie. 
May 9th mm-hmm. and so that's now our world premiere yeah. and that's you know it, I, I think it's going to be huge and awesome and yeah, yeah it's, so it's, quick turnaround you know it's going to be a lot funner anyways to premiere at a drive-in I mean some of my earliest memories were seeing like Cujo at the drive-in with my dad when I was four um, <laughs> yes well, see that's why um, things happen for a reason you know it'll probably so, end up being yeah. better than it would have been I totally agree. I wa- I really want to attend this too. I I have to make it up for this, you guys. We'd be happy to have it. I mean, talk to Hans. I'm sure he's coming up. If he doesn't, I'm gonna have to kick his ass. But uh, you know, my uh, you know my brother Kyle's coming up, and yes, it'll be awesome. So yeah. you know, hitch a ride. So it's I- on. Oh, it's on for <laughs> <Yes>. sure. <laughs> now that's at the uh, Saco Drive-in, uh, six ninety six Portland Road in Saco, Maine, and yep. that's on May 9th and tenth. Correct. That is yes. correct. What time does it start? Uh, it starts right at well on the uh, on the the ninth. It's going to start right at sundown. We got four hours of programming from like eight to midnight. Um, it will be uh, our short film Natal, uh, another film that was misplaced kind of because of the festival called Say Goodbye, uh, and then back to back of the Hanover House and How to Kill a Zombie. And then Saturday we're making this a whole huge ordeal. We're going to start early in the day with a bunch of live music. Uh, we're going to try to do a barbecue. We're going to have games, giveaways. Vendors, signings, yeah. you know. Anne's coming up for the premiere, so it's going to be, you know, really cool to have her there. And Yeah. It's going to be a huge day. Yeah, we just got some support from another um, kind of main horror guy, Kip Weeks from The Strangers, lives here in Portland, and he reached out to us and offered any support he could give us as well, which is pretty cool. So, Really? That creepy dude? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is that the main guy there? Main mask dude from The Strangers, yeah. That's so fucking awesome, dude. That guy's sketchy as all hell. Wicked nice dude, though. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I didn't mean him himself. (laughs) I meant the character. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, no, I can't wait to get... Wow, I'm definitely... I gotta make it up for this. It's it's a must. You you guys just sold me on it, and uh, I'll try not not to get drunk too early, so so I can... Yeah. We're hoping to actually have beer tasting going on with one of the local brewers during the Yes! That's what I'm talking about, brother. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, hey, I can't thank you enough for coming on. And open invitation anytime to come back. Um, We all thank you immensely. And like I said, everybody check out The Hanover House. I loved it. I think it's a a great movie. Um, You know, watch out for these guys because... They're going to keep shooting shit, and, you know, if you don't fucking check it out, then you're dumb. You're just dumb (laughs) because they're making great shit, and you need to check it out, and and they're definitely contributing to horror. Check out their ABC's The Death Short. Check out out this. Check out this movie. I mean, really. This is a great... Check out the natal thing. Check out everything they got to offer because uh, I love them personally, so... I'm always happy to see horror fans making horror films, and yes, um, because that's where you get the good stuff. Absolutely. You know, I think that's important too. You know, that's one thing that we try to do is, you know, what what would we want to see? Let's write something that we'd want to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because a lot of times, unfortunately, it's just not that way. I mean, it's just uh, it's not made for <laughs> for our interests in mind as right. fans. You know. So um, it's always nice to be able to support someone who's doing it for what um, I snobbily say are the right reasons. (laughs) (laughs) It's not snobby at all. (laughs) It's right on. (laughs) 
All right, guys. Well, thank you again for coming on. Like I said, open invitation anytime. Anytime you want to promote anything, post it on the group page. Let me know. We'll uh, we'll hype we'll hype the shit out of it. And uh, and like I said, thank you guys so much for coming on. And uh, hopefully, we'll have you guys on again sometime soon. Thank yeah. you for having us. Thank you guys. Is there, any, right. well, is there contact information or anything that you want yeah. to throw out there? Yeah, totally. Um, people can check us out on our website, uh, thehanoverhousefilm.com, uh, to keep up with all things, you know, Hanover House. We also have our production company's website, um, which is bonfirefilmsonline.com. Um, there's a, a Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. At the Hanover House, you know. <laughs> all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> all right. Yay. Nice, guys. Well, thank you very much. Thank and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for coming awesome. on. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, guys. This is Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. Not nude in theaters, Sally Field is back as Aunt May in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. To see Miss Field unpeeled, check her out in 1976's Stay Hungry, where we see the flying nuns flying buns at the 29-minute mark. Forget webs, that'll have you slinging ropes. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. Nude on Stars, Carolina Guerra gave us a taste of Columbia's finest by going fully nude on Da Vinci's Demons. Miss Guerra's hair down there is a merkin, but the boobs are real and racktastic. Da Vinci's Demons will put a smile on your Bona Lisa. Nude on Blu-ray, Dutch masterpiece Sylvia Hoops fares all in the art world drama The Best Offer. Not only does Sylvia get nude repeatedly, she even flashes bush while sucking on her own toe. This little piggy has roast beef curtains. That little piggy gave me a bone. MrSkin.com Fast forwarding to the good parts. Man, that shit was crazy, dude. I ain't gonna be flapping that ticket around for a while, man. <laughs> the fuck did we just go through? <laughs> God damn it. I'm still bleeding. <laughs> I'm bleeding from my ass. Hope you guys enjoy that. Um, then we had the interview from Hanover House. So guys, check that movie out. Um, it's going to be at film festivals, like they said, and eventually, I'm sure, DVD and stuff like that. And thank you guys for coming on, Corey and Haley. You guys fucking rock. We'll have them back on next time. They're always making great shorts, too, and... Uh, yeah, they, they said their website, too, and, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, check them out. Yeah, they were fun and, to talk to. I enjoyed that. Yeah, man, I love them. And Alex has bronchitis. I have bronchitis, yeah. It, it's amazing how many times have you looked back that I've <clears throat> done this show really sick. Yeah, man, I dude, I can tell, bro. You're fucking hurting like Tim Burton, man. Drink tea, bro. My <laughs> eyes hurt. Tea and like I said, Gatorade, all that That's shit. That's the dude. fever. Yeah, I have a fever, man. A cough that just will not stop. I got the fever. You're a trooper. <laughs> I don't know how I do You're it. A trooper guy. Yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, real quick, I went to a horror convention. Oh yeah, dude. How the fuck was that? Yeah, last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that, man. Shit. It was it was the same as always. It was you know great and stuff. I had a great time. Uh, hung out with a lot of good friends. This guy Norman Reedus, man, who's he's on The Walking Dead. Yeah. So he was there, and there was a line that people got online at eleven o'clock and didn't see him yet at five o'clock at night. 
Really? Wow. That sucks. I mean, that's that's great for him, but wow. And supposedly, he signed so many autographs, they started eventually, he started writing NR. He didn't even write his name anymore. Like, if you if you met him the second day, <clears throat> like... Oh, dude, I'd cramp up the first hour. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I don't know why he's such a big star, man. Like, Because he's awesome. He's the man. He's the best thing on The Walking Dead, that's why. So check this out. This is just in general. I don't know, everybody who's been to horror conventions, you go to a horror convention, you pay each person... $20. You get an autograph 8x10 that they make, you know, for you. And then, uh, you know, and then they give it to you with their autograph on it. And you get a picture of them for $20. You get both those things for $20. Now, holy shit. Just to take a picture with people is $20. To get a picture and an autograph of an 8x10 is $50. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, I don't care about anyone that much. No, hell no. Yeah, some people, some, were were only charging 25 for a picture and an autograph. Like, uh, Lachlan Monroe. Mm-hmm. Was he cool? Dude, I had like a 20-minute conversation with him. He is the <laughs> coolest guy in the world. Alex is like, hey. Want to drink some beers? Oh, dude, I said everything to him. <laughs> dude, dude, I don't care what you were in. All I care about is that man I can't. You guys ever get horny? You guys ever get horny? I dig that guy. <laughs> He's so awesome. Uh, he, yeah, he was the cop in Freddy vs. Jason, if you guys don't know. And, but, and Alex, I told you, man, uh, two weeks ago, uh, he was uh, he was on Arrow, dude. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, he played it. He played an ATF agent, but then he fucking got pissed at the way shit was going, so we just went after him. And I was like, "Oh shit, it's fucking. Cl- He's not just a side guy. We have Cliff O'Malley in a SWAT fucking uniform on his own, fucking going after Arrow, dude. This is great." Hey, Pedro. 